Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, it's uh, Tuesday night, I'm here and uh, I've got some questions to answer and if you have got any questions of your own, please do chip in and ask me here and now because I'll be very happy indeed to answer said questions because that's what I'm here for and that's what I'm going to do. So if you're wondering what's going on, that is what's going on, okay, that right there. Is what's going on. Um, live Q&A with me, Jonathan Stiano, uh, plastic surgeon to the stars. I do this every Tuesday at seven o'clock, uh, if you're wondering. And if you want some scrolling graphics, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about commenting and sharing. So please feel free to comment and share. And since you're asking, this does become a podcast on iTunes. And we also chunk it up and put it on YouTube. So um, if you're an iTunes, if you're a podcast person, you get it on I, on iTunes on podcast. And if you're, hold on, I've got a better one than that. There you go. I've got it, a YouTube channel, and we do d- different videos. Uh, the Styano Clinic is the name of YouTube channel, and uh, this is one of the videos that goes on it, as well as other videos. So uh, that would be really good because uh, 203 subscribers. Happy with that. Very happy with that indeed. But you know be nice to have 204. So if you're thinking of subscribing to my YouTube channel, you could be number 204. Yes. If you want to be number 204, get yourself over there, youtube.com slash the Styano Clinic, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, Is that how it works? I don't know. But anyway, I'm sure there's not that many Styano Clinics on YouTube. So that is the, uh, there you go. That's housekeeping. So this question, I feel bad about this first question because this patient, this person asked me a question on Facebook last week or at least before last week. And I said I'd answer it last week. And I totally I didn't forget. I didn't cut. I didn't cut and paste it across. I put it in the description, but I didn't cut and paste it across into the questions. So I, I didn't answer it. So I feel bad about that. So who knows if, if uh, hope um, she's out there and seeing this. Um, so the question is now, if you want butt implant on your butt, what is the new way to do it then? So, um, there, uh, so basically the, uh, well, first thing I'd say is I'm not an expert in butts. I'm not a buttock expert. Um, and if you do want your butt, there's not a nice way to say it really is a bottom, uh, operated on. Uh, you're probably, well, not probably, you are better seeing an expert. So I'm not really a man if you want your butt done. But nevertheless, I can certainly talk about uh, butts and the best way to do butts. <laughs> so they, we start basically, the the, the um, history was we started with implants. So buttock implants, gluteal implants to be medical about it. Uh, and we put implants in the buttocks uh, to enhance the buttocks. And there was a lot of problems with implants. 
um, the implants were, because it's obviously a sitting on it all the time, they could migrate, they could move. Um, there's uh, people will often worry about where to put it in, in the breast when you put implants, you put them in front of or behind the muscle. There's a sort of similar um, way of doing it in the buttock where it would become intramuscular or submuscular. Um, intramuscular is quite bl bloody because you put it sort of within the muscle. Um, submuscular, people would worry because there's a sciatic nerve there, which is a massive uh, nerve which supplies your leg, and you don't want to damage that nerve because, you know, you need to be able to walk. So um, uh, if you've got a problem, so there's, there was, you know, problems with the surgery, it's difficult surgery, potentially bloody, uh, you get hematomas, you get infection. If you get an infection with the implant, you have to remove the implant. Um, so you've got some problems, potential with seromas. So it was fraught with difficulties, movement of the implants. Um, so it was always a bit, you know, one of those operations, which was, was really a niche operation for only a few people who really embraced it. And then uh, the natural history went, then uh, fat grafting became common in other types of uh, plastic surgery. And fat grafting was really embraced by buttock implant uh, people, Brazilian butt lift, BBL, you know, um, all this sort of thing. Kim Kardashian, big butts, uh, big bottoms or derrieres or whatever. And um, that really sort of took off and the and the fat grafting for the buttocks really took off and superseded implants um but then what happened was uh fat grafting one of the things i always say to patients when i'm doing fat grafting personally because i do a lot of fat grafting but i never did fat grafting to the buttock because it was a different thing when i do fat grafting i do fat grafting to the breast do very small volumes bring very small aliquots of fat in because each piece of fat has to be surrounded by um, vascularized um, tissue. And you, you've got to just put a tiny, tiny little injections of fat in uh, so that it, it takes and it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't, it gets a blood supply. People who are doing buttocks were putting large volume of fat transfer, significantly more volume fat transfers than we were doing in other parts of the body. Um, and I've seen people talk, and I've seen people with great results doing this. And you think, crumbs, how are they managing that? Is that a huge volume of fat transfer? If we could do that at the breast, we'd be away. You know, we wouldn't have to use implants anymore um, because we could just do fat transfer. Because on paper, fat transfer is better than, a million times better than implants. You don't have to know foreign body, no worries about the future in terms of uh, infection or problems like that. Or capsular contracture. So on paper, you thought, this is great. Don't we often? Uh, this is hallelujah. But then what happened? Because there's a lot of big blood vessels around the buttocks, because there's huge muscles, the glute, you know, they're called gluteal implants, the gluteal muscles, gluteus maximus, gluteus minimus, gluteus medius, they're huge, huge muscles around your buttocks. If you look at a sort of an anatomy specimen of a, of a human, they're very, very big, strong muscles. Your buttock muscles are big, strong muscles, and they've got big blood vessels supplying them. And if you accidentally or inadvertently inject the fat into a blood vessel, then you get what's called an embolus. And an embolus is where tissue moves and get, gets into a blood vessel and it can be fat or air or tissue that's not blood, basically. Um, and that can fly around your body and it basically gets stuck in your lungs because your lungs, you, the blood vessels get very small where they sort of pick up oxygen. And if it gets stuck in your lungs, that's called a pulmonary embolus. Um, and that, or in this case, a fat embolus. Um, and that can be fatal. And that and people have died, quite a lot of people have died having fat grafting to the buttocks um, 
because of this reason. There's a lot of big vessels, inadvertive injection of fat, so a big glob of fat into a blood vessel, into a big blood vessel, flies around the body, stuck, gets stuck in your lungs, and that will kill you. So it had a very high fatality rate, higher than any other type of cosmetic surgery, sort of legions away from any other sort of cosmetic surgery. And so recently it's fallen into, uh, sort of fallen out of favor, as you might imagine. Now, some surgeons are a bit annoyed at this because they're saying I'm doing it very safely and I've got a very safe way of doing it and I make sure I don't get it into big blood vessels and things. As I say, it's nothing I've ever really done, so I can't really get into the, uh, the conversation there, whether that was a good decision or a bad decision, but well, I haven't told you what the decision is. Well, basically, BARPS, the Plastic Surgery Association in this country, said we shouldn't be doing fat grafting to the buttocks. They said, if you're a BARPS plastic surgeon, you should not be doing this surgery until we've gone into it and looked into it and, and uh, are happy that it's a safe procedure to do. So fat grafting for buttocks is, you know, is, <coughs> I wouldn't say outlawed, but fully trained BARPS plastic surgeons have been advised not to do it. Um, as I say, I haven't really got into the argument whether that's a fair argument or not. But on the face of it, when you look at the, the, the mortality associated with it, you can understand why they did it. Um, and I do know surgeons who used to do it who are a bit annoyed. I don't know whether they can justify that their technique was much safer than the technique that the people who did it, uh, who had the fatalities. But but so now we're going back to implants because back grafting is out. So we're going back full circle to the implants that we went away from because we said they got infected and they move and they can be uncomfortable and all the problems that we had associated with implants, we thought they were really bad. But now some people, and there are people out there, to be honest, not really much in the UK. It's not really big in the UK, but in other um, countries, in America, in Brazil, in France, there's some very good surgeons who are getting good results with uh, implants and saying that it's a, you know, it's a, safe procedure and it's good and we should all be doing it and it's a you know it's the same as breast implants and we should be we should be doing it. not the same as breast implants but it's a sort of similar concept and we should all be embracing it and we should be doing it more often um i've not really picked it up to be honest um because it's not an area i'm familiar with um it is an area where there's a lot of very important structures as i say the sciatic nerve being a uh, uh, probably the most notable one, which is the bane nerve that supplies your um, the, the leg, the function of your leg. So, um, but the answer that, that so what was the question? Now, if you want butt implants on your butt, what's the new way to do it? So, I guess that's the new way to do it. But in fact, it's the old way to do it, which was you know superseded by fat transfer. But now fat transfer has gone out, so implants are back in. So, short answer: it's implants. No, oh, the question says if you want butt implant. Well, if you want butt implant, it's using a silicone implant rather than a uh, a fat, I guess, implant. Um, so, yeah, implants are, the, I guess, the new way of doing it. But you need to find someone who's does a lot of it, who's experienced in it, um, which is not me. Um, and that is what is the new way to do it, my friend. Ah, so that is it. Implants are back. But uh, yeah. It's popular, I know. It's celebrity pop. It's all over the place. We get loads of inquiries about it, um, but um, I'm a bit wary about it because I don't want to cause problems. So that's where I am on that one. That's where I am on butt buttocks. Right. So, can someone have a tummy tuck if they have an ileostomy bag? Also, if someone has low mobility due to spina bifida, can they have lipo on their legs? guessing this is the same person 
because it's I've only put time with someone's discussion. So um so low mobility due to spina bifida, can they have lipo on the legs? Absolutely no problem at all. Why um you know, no, no, no issue with that. Um lipo I've, I've probably said maybe I should have done a different maybe I should do it that that should be separate really and I'll do this lipo uh, should have done two separate questions shouldn't I can you have lipo on the legs if you have low mobility so um absolutely yes uh, you can uh, so if you have low if you have low mobility, you can have lipo on the legs. Lipo is really good for resistant areas of fat. So lipo isn't good if you sort of think your legs are too big uh, or you're sort of overweight or you, you know, people who think, we have people who come and say, how much lipo can you do? How much, how much, you know, how much can you remove? It's not really good in those situations. It's not really one that you can globally just liposuck the whole body and just make the whole body smaller. It's good for resistant areas. And certainly on the legs, there are certain areas which it responds well. The outer thighs, the hips, the so-called saddlebags, the love handles, these are areas where it does respond well. Um, not so much on the inner thighs, uh, the inner thighs, the skin doesn't recoil quite so well. So there's certain areas which does respond well to liposuction, and it's really for areas for resistant areas of fat rather than sort of globally, um, globally having um, uh, you know large legs, I suppose. Um, but certainly the fact that you've got low mobility and uh, spina bifida is absolutely fine, and no contraindication whatsoever. That's that's um, no problem with that. Uh, and then the second part of the question is. Uh, Roxana says hello. Hello, Roxana. Nice to see you here this evening. The second part of the question is: Can someone have a tummy tuck if they have an ileostomy bag? So, um, interesting question, and the answer is: It's difficult. <laughs> the ileostomy is basically your bowel has been your ileum your has been exteriorized out through your abdominal wall, and so you have a connection of your bowel to the to the abdominal wall. So the answer is that you'd have you'd have to be very or, you know we would have to be very careful with it, and I wouldn't say it's an absolute contraindication. I wouldn't say it's a definite no, but I would say it's something that needs definite, careful consideration. We need to examine you. We need to see where that ileostomy is. If the ileostomy is quite low in your abdomen, um, you know, ob obviously we wouldn't want to be messing with the ileostomy. We wouldn't really want to be sort of reciting that ileostomy. We probably want to really ideally leave the ileostomy where it is. So we'd be looking at taking the tissue below the ileostomy. Depends on how much tissue is there. If there's a lot of tissue there, and if you've got a significant apron, so if you look at the side view, if there's a big apron, big sort of hanging down, and the ileostomy sort of above there, then we could do what's called an apronectomy which is sort of like a tummy tuck, and you can sometimes people use the term interchangeably, but an apronectomy is more for someone who has got a significant abdominal apron, and you basically sort of amputate the apron. You just take off like a melon slice of tissue. You don't really do any undermining. You may or may not have the belly button in that apron, and sometimes you just you just say, look, the belly button's going to go. It's really for someone who's got a significant abdominal panis or, you know, a sort of overhang and it's sort of less of a cosmetic operation really 
it's more of a functional operation of a significant pannus that's uh, just sort of getting in the way and and difficult toileting, difficult with mobility and things like that. So that is sort of what I'm thinking because, you know, you don't really want to be doing any extensive undermining because you don't want to be undermining and then suddenly find the ileostomy there and, you know, perisips or risk that, risk damaging that because that could sort of damage bowel. So when we do a tummy tuck, we don't normally go anywhere near bowel because we're sort of superficial to the abdominal wall and all the bowel contents are normally deep to that. But when you have an ileostomy, it's sort of poking through. So we don't really want to see that. We don't really want to go anywhere near the ileostomy. So we have to have a careful consideration. We have to examine you and make a judgment on that. And so I wouldn't like to say definitely yes. I wouldn't like to say definitely no. I'm sort of probably leaning more towards a no than a yes, to be honest with you, because you don't really want, you know, if you start damaging bowel, that can have significant consequences. But it depends on how much you're troubled by it um, as to whether it's worth taking on the risk of surgery. And if you really are troubled by it and you want to consider surgery, it's something we could consider, assess and uh, examine you and see if it would be possible to maybe take off, you know, just just a, a, a wedge of tissue and, uh, and and close it up and and make you feel more comfortable. Although it wouldn't be quite the same as a cosmetic tummy tuck. So if you look at photos of cosmetic tummy tucks, you know, it might not be the same sort of result. So really, uh, really. Uh, reserved for people who um, have got there in the background have got a significant uh, um, excess and a, and a high ileostomy. So yeah, great question that one. Good one. I've had that before. Not this. Here we go. This question. This is a patient who has booked in to see us. I think so. We haven't actually seen her yet. So I'm not entirely hundred percent sure what's going on here. Can a hole in the belly button be repaired and re-pierced? So on the face of that, I'm thinking, why? I'm not sure what's the pro Why don't you just use it as a piercing? Maybe it's enlarged, I guess. Is that a problem, an enlarged belly button hole? Maybe that doesn't look good. Um, so I'm sort of trying to work out what, what the issue is here. But on the face of it, the answer is yes. You So first of all, sometimes people have belly button holes they don't like. Um, so forget the re-pierced bit, they just don't like the hole. And it's just like when you get a piercing anyway, if you get a piercing in your nose, well, in your ear, or anywhere in your body, you know, people get piercing on your cheek and things like that, you, you often get left with a hole uh, where the piercing was because the, uh, the, 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 the hole the piercing has made has epithelialized, skin has grown in it, and so it's, uh, it doesn't heal when the piercing comes out. Um, so... Uh, yes, you can repair it, uh, and in terms of the belly button, you can just sort of excise that hole and, and repair it. It'll give you a little scar, it'll give you a little mark, but in the belly button, that usually settles really well. It's usually not a problem, so that's um, that's definitely possible. And then once, once that's healed, there's absolutely no reason why you can't get it re-pierced again. I mean, you'll have a little scar in the skin, so you'll have a new piercing sort of behind that scar. Um, so, it, it you know, you won't be having the same hole, but smaller. You'll have a new hole. And the place where the old hole was would maybe a little scar. But as I say, the belly button, scars and things usually heal very well, especially if the scar sort of on the in, inner inside bit of the belly button, so not on the front, if you know what I mean, of the abdomen. So yeah, that 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 I think on, on face of it should be possible. Um, although um, you have to see, you know, what what you're after. But that's uh, given the fact there will be a little scar there. So I've just got to warn you now. I haven't got. I should have. I'm on the last question. 
so fair all in fair warn get your questions in now if you want to get your question in um because this my friend okay this is the last question so oh, oh i should have done that as a scroller Okay, last question, that's better, isn't it? Um, last question. So if you have any questions, um, it's coming up. Okay, the last question is coming up. Are you ready for the last question? Oh, oh, actually, I just remembered. I was supposed to look at some photos for the last question. Right. Should, so, I had an FDL. FDL is a fleur de lis, which is a sort of inverted T-shaped uh, tummy tuck. So it's a tummy tuck where you get the normal tummy tuck scar and a scar also going vertically up the middle. Um, and uh, plus buttock lift, plus breast enlargement and lift. Primey. I have sent some before and after pics of FDL and my question is, is the amount of skin that left with acceptable? I feel like I might as well just have the extended TT and saved on scars if I'm still left with this skin. Oh, your opinion would be fantastic. Right. Okay. Uh, they did tell me you sent some photos and I was supposed to look at them. And Sorry, so I'm just going to have a quick. So, uh, in principle, um, the thing about cosmetic surgery is the results are subjective; they are not objective. So they don't. Oh, <laughs> I'm on. I see myself on. Can I like myself? Can I like myself? I like myself. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so they are not um, objective. It's not like it's not like uh, a surgery where you can have a result, like a histology result or something like that, that says you've done a good job um, because you've removed all the cancer or something like that. They are subjective. It's the patient is the judge. So if you're putting breast implants in, I always say to people, look, if they think their breast implants are too big, they're too big. If they think they're too small, they're too small. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what your colleagues would think or anyone else would think. If their patient is happy, then I'm happy. And oh, got it. And if the patient is unhappy, then I'm unhappy. So the mere fact that you're asking the question, you're asking me, is the amount of skin acceptable? You know, really, you're saying that you don't think the amount of skin is acceptable, basically. Uh, here we go. We've got the photos here. Um, there we go. Good. So, um, got the photos here. I have got the facility to show the photos on this. I haven't asked this question. I mean, I haven't asked this person if I can show her photos because that would be good wouldn't it if I could show photos someone should say to people do you mind me showing photos to the world um anyway so uh in a way you know it's not a bad result it's not a bad result at all to be honest with you it's it's um it's a big deal you know that inverted t has got a high risk of complications and the main complication that you worry about 
that when you do a third lead tummy tuck is breakdown at that T-junction. And yeah. And the breakdown is this. So you've got to be extra, extra tight because you can get wound breakdown. Now, obviously, Two and two. Can I check the sound on my myself? Oh, I've gone off now. Two and two. Two and two. Testing. 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 Is there? Sound. I should do something like saying, "Do something if there's sound." What should? I, how should I do? How should I do this? Um, well, comment. That's it. Comment if there's sand. Not sand. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I said sand there. It doesn't say what I want. Oh God, Chloe can hear me. All right, I can't say what I want. Well, Chloe can hear me anyway. Khan, have you got sound? Should I just assume the sound's working? You're my, you're back, you're back my end. You're back my end? Okay, I'm back, so I must have gone. Did I go? I can hear you, but the picture is a little pixelated. You know, we've had that before, Roxana. I've had that in the clinic, and I'm having that now here. What is going? Just the last question lost the sound. Okay, so I'm back now. So um, interesting question. Let me know if the sound goes off, if you can hear that. If you can't hear that. Should I put it on? Anyway, let me know. If the sound's on, let me know if the sound goes off. So bottom line is, if you are unhappy with the results of cosmetic surgery, um, it is a problem for the surgeon because it's very hard for us to tell you you should be happy, you know, because we really want you to be happy. Actually, digressing, and I'm digressing because this is the last question. It's a bit like that non-surgical fat removing things. We've been having a lot, a lot of uh, backwards and forwards with that, whether we should get one or not, because the results are really subtle. Um, but there are, I, th I think there are results with it. I did a blog post earlier the other day. I think it does work. You know, it must work really when it's such so popular. But they're subtle, and people pay a lot of money for it. We want people to be like really impressed with their results and really happy. If you have to convince a patient they've got a good result, it's never good. And it's a bit like in this case, to be honest with you, I think this is not a bad result for what I'm seeing here, this flirtily. I think it looks like it's healed well. Um, you know, it's not a bad result. And it's always a bit of a problem when someone says, I've got a bit of excess uh, tissue or a bit of excess skin or fullness. And you say, where is it? And they say, look at this. And they bend over and say, look, all this excess down here. Or push it together. And say, oh, look at this. I've got, still got all this excess here. If you have to push it together to show the excess, if we took away that excess, when you're not pushing it together, you might not be able to breathe normally. You know, you need to have a bit of give in your body. You know, if you can only show the excess when you bend forward, you know, everybody, when they bend forwards, has a bit of redundant skin there because then they have to be able to straighten up. If you took that off, you wouldn't ever be able to straighten up. See what I mean? So there's always a bit of excess. So if you have to actually do something active to demonstrate the excess skin, it 
if you have to sort of push it together or something like that, it's like, well, if we took that off, then you like that all the time. You might, you know, sort of to a degree. I'm not saying 100%, but to a degree. If it doesn't look too bad, and it doesn't look too bad. To be honest, looking at the photos, wish you could see it, there is a little bit of excess in the upper abdomen. Now, the problem with any tummy tuck, it doesn't really... Do you want a lip read? Not for me. Khan's off again. Khan's off. Hello. Hello. Oh, man. Oh, should I push on? Two on two. Two on two, two on two. Two one, two one. Anyone? Right. It's hard there. I've got to think this through. How do I demonstrate? You may show my photos. Oh, me. Oh, right. Hmm. Um, well, I think I, <laughs> I think I need to have entered it in a different way. I think I need to have put, I, I needed to have put them on before I'd started. Sorry. Um, sorry, Kaylee. I, I, I should have put, I haven't put them on. I've got them on up on another screen. I could show them on another screen, couldn't I? Oh, no. It's all right. Anyway. Um, so, so yeah, but anytime you have to sort of pinch or demonstrate excess in that way it's always a bit like sort of think about well if we you know when we got you on the operating table you're lying on your back with your arms out sort of crucifix so every you know you you make it tight in that position um and so when you're when you're often when you first have it done it's really tight and then it gives skin, skin naturally gives so i would say from a surgical point of view i think you've got an acceptable result but you're obviously not happy. And from what I'm seeing, and it gets your body, um, from what I'm seeing is, uh, can I hide all this? From what I'm seeing, I am seeing, um, anyway, I, I'm seeing a bit of X. I mean, it's a, it's a lot better than it was pre-op, and I'm seeing, can it? Yeah. Well, I'm seeing a bit of excess in the upper abdomen. Um, is what I'm seeing, and I think that is always an issue. With um... all right, let's let's just let's go for it. Let's try and see what we can do. Um, so, so before, and then there's a bit of. I'm sure. See, there's a bit of excess in the upper abdomen here. Yeah. Um, uh, that was rubbish, wasn't it? That was uh, that was rubbish. Um, sorry. Got all this software. You can do all this fancy stuff, but sorry, I should have put on before. So that's what I'm seeing. Uh, the actual side to side where you've pinched it. She didn't really demonstrate very well. Um, is you know they, they probably could have made it a bit tighter, but I certainly I, I would be wary about doing a revision for on the side to side way. I think if anything you need a bit of uh, yes, I think lipo would would help with the upper abdominal skin, uh, or the upper abdominal fullness, or uh, reverse abdominoplasty is an extreme. But then you have like a H shaped scar, which is pretty extreme. Reverse abdominoplasty gives you a scar underneath your breast in the same place as a, a 
breast reduction, or at least the same place that the horizontal scar of a breast reduction is, and it sort of joins in the middle. So that's a bit extreme to remove that upper upper abdominal fullness, if indeed it is the upper abdominal fullness that's bothering you, because when you pinch, you're looking like it is the actual side-to-side -side fullness that's bothering you. So I would say to you, a flirtly is a big deal, high risk of complications. You haven't had a complication or at least you haven't had a surgical complication although you have had a complication because you're unhappy with the result but I think uh, it, you know I think it's a massive massive improvement from before and I think they've done a nice job but um, you know it just is, is a, what the other thing I would say to you actually is that um, your skin is damaged you can see the stretch marks stretch marks is basically means that you've um, your skin is damaged and um, that means that that skin has lost some of its elasticity. That's why you need a tummy tuck in the first place. The skin is damaged by being stretched, doesn't loses its elasticity. And so it's hard to sort of give, a, a, to get the skin really tight as a drum when you've got damaged skin with those stretch marks. You can see that there's residual stretch marks left behind following the tummy tuck. So it would, I think it would be tough to make that significantly better. And I think there'd be a chance of wound healing problems if you had a revision where they, if they cut that out and tried to make it tighter, um, there's risks of wound healing issues and it might just give to the same degree that it is now after a year or two years once the skin has had time to settle. So because there is sort of stretch marks there and the skin has been damaged. So I would I'd be wary about considering further surgery personally. Uh, and I do think that it is a nice result, and I'm sorry that it's not 100% in the bodysuit and what have you. But I think certainly when you're standing um, in that in that three-quarter view, the uh, fullness in the upper part is something that I think might show in the bodysuit. I don't think the lateral fullness, the lateral thing that you're squeezing together, would show, and that might be helped by like liposuction, as I always say, that doesn't take out um, skin. But then sometimes after a tummy tuck in the upper abdomen, you do need a bit of liposuction to to fix that. It's not something you do at the time of a tummy tuck. It's not so you commonly would do it after a tummy tuck, just to just to, to uh, remove that upper abdominal fullness. So that is something that would possibly be an option. But I do think, broadly speaking, I'm going to say that's a nice result. I don't know if that's helpful or not helpful. But uh, I do think you've got a good result there. It's a nice flirtly. Um, so, how was that? That was it. Last question. Sorry, I didn't. I, you know what? Next time, you're very welcome, Kaylee. And next time, we'll ask people. Okay, we can show them their photos and stuff like that. Um, so, that is me. If you've got any questions, any burning plastic surgery slash cosmetic surgery questions, please let me know. Uh, Kaylee's done a double thank you. That's what we like to see, two thank yous. Thank you, Kaylee, for asking the questions and for sending the photos. Very grateful to you. Um, if you, if anyone has any questions, please uh, do what Kaylee did and get in touch, and I'll be very happy to, oh, it's the wrong one. Uh, oh, I don't know if there is a right one, really. I'll be very happy to answer them. I will answer them uh, every Tuesday, 7 o'clock here at Facebook Live. And I will be here again, same time, same place. And I'm sorry about the uh, Khan. It seems to be only you with the audio. Sorry about the audio earlier. I think it will. Maybe it was other people as well. I uh, hope the audio sorted itself out. I'm not so pixelated now. And I will. It's because all the bandwidth I'm using. I'm using all the bandwidth. I will be back next week at 7 p.m. Have a nice dinner. Catch you then. Bye. End broadcast.
for the when it ends. That's the ending. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.